Tonight's episode of America's Hometown Horror is brought to you yet again by Bruch. Bruch, not brush, is an, an electric toothbrush that will change the way you think about brushing your teeth. With powerful sonic technology and ultra-gentle bristles, Bruch redefines what it means to have super clean teeth. It's like that feeling when you leave the dentist. A fresh, whole mouth clean every single fucking day. Our listeners, those would be the listeners of America's Hometown Horror Podcast, get 15% off their total purchase when they go to Bruce's website and enter code POD15, that's P-O-D-1-5. Follow the link in the show notes and enter the code POD15, again that's P-O-D-1-5, to get your exclusive discount and upgrade your oral care routine. Guys, I know that we have... Uh, all upgraded our oral care routines and done uh, Bruch electronic toothbrushes lately. What do we think? Good stuff? The Mighty Bruch. The Mighty Bruch, indeed. Yes, Catherine? squeaky clean. Oh, squeaky so good. Clean. So good. My teeth are as white as the day is long. That's all I have to say about that. And away we go! What is up, folks? What's going on? Thanks for tuning in to another episode of America's Hometown Horror. My name is Mike. If you've been listening to our show for a little while now, you know that I am the host of America's Hometown Horror Podcast. And as always, I'm not doing this alone. I am joined by my fellow esteemed co-hosts, Andrew and Kat. What's up, guys? How's it going? What's up, what's up, what's up? What's up, what's up, what's up? I mean, I appreciate you guys actually saying like some sort of like generic greeting like, in response to <laughs> uh, like what's up so, like what's what's actually going on like what's actually up what's going on nothing i mean we it's every week i mean yeah but it's a, a different week happens. you know you worked right i did you wore your cheetah print shirt yes how did you like that with your sunglasses <laughs> and your hair did you feel cool <laughs> yeah i feel wicked cool today i got Me my too. fierce outfit on and my these are my new sunglasses that are now stuck to my hair because I shouldn't have done this. Oh, they're definitely stuck to your hair now. Oh, yeah. it's gonna. Oh my you're goodness! You're gonna rip your hair yep, out. I am. I'm gonna rip it out. Well, this is definitely getting left. Well, this in. is gonna take I'm a little bit. I'm wearing the okay, same thing I always wear, which is my lovely the shine, shine through, through blue blue. Former uh, sponsor of the podcast, Shine Through Window Cleaning. Shout out to them. I got they rock. At a girl. Yes. Yeah, take the. So take I got you said. Yeah. <laughs> But I got some fresh knockarounds. What do you think? Oh, those are nice. My They're very, uh, very nice, right? Very, very reflective. Yeah. yeah. You feel like a cop with those on, don't They're you? They're pretty cool. They're pretty when cool. Uh, when she says knockaround, she means sunglasses, which are uh, a great product that we all love. And they go back and, uh, in the hair to get lost again. You know what? I, <laughs> hopefully, I uh, knockaround so, knockaround should advertise with us because I wear multiple pairs of their sunglasses along with their blue light blockers, and Cat also has multiple pairs of sunglasses, so they should advertise. I, with I us. think I've owned one pair of sunglasses before. I never wear sunglasses. And I probably should. That's Especially why I'm so blind. Working outside, <laughs> I, I can't even understand how you would do anything without sunglasses. Well, it's are... hard to see. St- like, so like when you're cleaning windows, for instance, or washing a house, mm-hmm. you, it's hard to tell if it's clean when you have sunglasses on. I also, yep. when people wear them when they play golf... I have trouble following the golf ball with sunglasses on. So I, I'm the same way. So I actually wear them when I'm not swinging the club. Mm-hmm. I wear them 95% of the other times. That's what I wear. It it's, it's like a whole other world when you have sunglasses on. Yeah. I don't is. like it's it. Weird. It's dark and uh, yeah. my life's dark enough. I don't need sunglasses to... All right. Cool. So good to hear you guys are doing good. This is good sunglasses talk. But uh, 
Hey, so what else is up? What have you guys been watching over the last couple of weeks? Andrew, you got anything you want to talk about? Anything cool? What? If not, no big deal. It's fine. I'm trying to think if I've watched anything since last week. I mean, I'm sure I've watched something. Anything of relevance? So last week you were watching the uh, Stepfather Stepfather. movies. Oh, right. I still haven't... By the way, I think our Mortal Kombat episode came out really great. We've got a good response to it. We've had a lot of people that have uh, listened to it. Plug our own episode. Absolutely. Nice plug. Hashtag uh, (laughs) self-promotion. Listen to our Mortal Kombat episode if you haven't done so yet. And also, if you haven't seen Mortal Kombat yet, what the fuck are you waiting for? Go watch it. Andrew, sorry, continue. Um, I still haven't watched any more of Sasquatch. I've been kind of in a rut as far as watching things. Did you finish it? Oh, I finished it. Oh, oh yeah. I imagine. finished it like the day after we recorded. I finished it. I know. I'm so it's bad good. at finishing. I will say it's definitely one of those documentaries. So I would compare it almost in a sense to like the um, the Elisa Lam Cecil Hotel documentary that came out on Netflix a yeah. couple months ago where it, it, it... So like the Cecil Hotel documentary kind of established itself as something paranormal is going on here. But at the but end it of it, wasn't. they're like, no, not this time. So it's the same thing. As Jonathan That's Price what I would assumed. say. And this one is also very similar. Like, yeah, okay, this is Sasquatch element to it, but uh, it's actually not Sasquatch. I, not I haven't finished time. it. I still think it's Sasquatch. Spoiler alert. Just kidding. So um, I love Sasquatch stuff, and I, th- I love that the way, the way they tied it in. But when you get to the end of it, you'll actually see like pretty much what happened like they talk to people that confirm it essentially and it's essentially not sasquatch spoiler alert so sorry thanks for ruining it wow well you know sorry great you didn't watch it yet so it's still it's still said. interesting mm-hmm. i assumed it wasn't sasquatch i kind of hoped it was yeah i mean uh, w- i mean that would be cool i feel when like is it, it ever sasquatch i feel like I if there mean, was a confirmed when isn't this? it sasquatch i feel like if there was a confirmed murder of three people by a sasquatch that would be major what headline that, news um, I don't know if it was a documentary. I think it was a movie, but it was based on true events. Mm-hmm. Of uh, it was like a Yeti story where they found. I think they were in Russia. Or the something. Dyatlov Pass yeah. incident. Yes, that That's is probably the creepiest. Bodies yeah. all the way up like the in mountain. the trees like, and in, shit. Like that, yeah, like big time stuff. Crazy, crazy shit. We should crazy talk about shit. that sometime. Um, I would love to talk about that. That's. I mean, it's been covered on a million podcasts, but I'd love to talk about it because it's it's a really interesting and cool event that happened. Where nobody knows what the fuck actually happened. I mean, and I know you don't, you don't, yet. you know nothing about it, but the story is. I know insane. nothing, John. Snow. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> you know nothing, John. Snow. So, uh, hey, so can I talk about some stuff that's come out over the last uh, couple of weeks? I think you're gonna, no matter if I, I don't think, think I've not. watched anything like of note. Uh, Kat and I watched Mrs. Doubtfire the other night after drinking I one saw of the, those uh, snaps. the oh, lovely, the lovely uh, THC seltzers from uh, Elevated Roots in Kingston. Uh, my that's why God, you guys are laughing do so they much. work I mean, that well? That movie's funny Holy anyway. But... Yeah. Shit, I was laughing my fucking. <laughs> I, know, I think off. I know every line to that movie. To uh, be honest. As do I. And I mean, honestly, we we just decided to watch it Saturday night. We we're just hanging out, like let's watch something familiar and laugh. And it's I nice laugh to watch something funny. So yeah, hard. just oh, a nice God. feel good. Oh, what a funny, what yeah, a funny guy we lost in Robin Williams. It's just a I don't sad. Even want to talk about I, know, it. I know. Cat, cat is obsessed with Robin Williams. I, I cried yeah. the day that he died. I was so sad. I just, he was such. He's an amazing actor. He was an amazing actor. Yeah, he was great. Have you ever cried when someone died that you didn't know? Uh, no, I can't say that I cried. Have you never cried. The, the only celebrity died? death that really impacted me a lot. I didn't cry, but was was Anthony Bourdain when Anthony Bourdain killed himself. Allegedly killed himself. Uh, that was a big deal for me because he's been such an, a huge influence on my life. Do you and, say that uh, with quotes because it's a conspiracy theory? Uh, it is a very big conspiracy theory that really? he didn't actually kill I himself. I didn't hear that. I'm so, very well, his girlfriend at the time that he died uh, 
was Asia Argento, who was the daughter of Ario Argento, okay. who directed uh, some of the Italian giallo horror movies back in the day. And uh, Bourdain was one of the first people to be very outspoken against Harvey Weinstein and that like legion of sexual abusers, that type of shit. So people think that he actually didn't kill himself, that he actually might have... You know, been, been murdered. murdered. But in the same sense, it's probably bullshit because he I mean, long he long talked about how much of a struggle he had with his own mental health. He was a, a former demons, addict. I yeah. You know, like he did drugs for a long time. So I wouldn't, you know, it's it's probably what happened as was reported. If I it had to say. It sounds like he had been through a lot in his life. Yeah, of course. And, you know, obviously for me, like we met him. We met him. Yes. He was super nice and to Zemir. us. Yeah, and Zamir from uh, from Anthony no Bourdain, No Reservations, not his new show on CNN, but um, he was super nice to us. He was very down to earth, and I feel like the way he just has traveled the world and kind of experienced things is an inspiration for me. So that yeah, that sucked. But with that being said, we're not here to talk about. I know uh, dead celebrities. Dead celebrities. <laughs> so um, I don't know if either of you guys saw this. I know I did. Uh, two new teaser tra- two new teaser trailers dropped. For Stranger Things 4. Oh, I didn't see that. Did you guys see either of these? I did not. So they were kind of like cheap teaser trailers, right? They didn't show essentially any so new any like... new footage of anything. It was essentially all stuff with Eleven back at Hawkins National Laboratory, back when she was a baby, like trying to get her uh, psych, uh, psychic abilities, excuse me. And it pretty much confirmed that we're going to see some stuff in the new season with uh, Dr. Martin Brenner, who was played by Matthew Modine, who uh, was killed killed in season one. And uh, it shows him in these trailers. So it, it obviously, like, it seems like this season of Stranger Things, Stranger Things Four, is going to lean into heavily uh, stuff about Eleven's past, which Does people have pe- people have uh, speculated that Eleven might be the villain of this season. Huh. So, can I just say, I'm what do you, what do you, what do you guys think about that? that girl? Eleven, yeah, really? just no, the, the actress who plays. Her. I'm like, she's in everything. It's, it's enough's enough. Like, I knew they were going to do this with the new Stranger Things. They were going to make it all about her because she's the big. Famous. She's the she's the biggest aside from uh, David Harbour, who plays uh, Chief Hopper, and obviously, um, what's her name, who plays Joyce uh, Winona Ryder. <laughs> She's the biggest actress in this show. Those right. three, yeah, those. Three. I mean, in this, yeah. in, in this, all point, the rest of the kids are just this, along for the ride. At this point in time, she's bigger than those two. Probably Winona Ryder. Uh, David Harbour actually is pretty big. He got nominated for a Golden Globe, I think, for um, him portraying Chief Hopper in Stranger Things. But so he I, might be a little bit bigger. But Millie Bobby Brown is like on the up and up. But like, I feel big like time. Winona Ryder is the more well-known actress. Yeah, for old, people. of course, for older people. Well, yeah. yeah. I'm saying for like, I'm saying at this point in time. Millie Bobby Brown is baby, probably Billy Bobby Brown. Billy Bobby Brown. I bet you if you put a picture of Millie Bobby Brown next to Winona Ryder, ninety-eight percent of people would know who sh- Millie Bobby Brown is, and two percent would know who. Wait, Winona who's Ryder. Millie Bobby Brown again? Eleven. Oh, more people would know who she is. I'm like, than I don't Winona know her Ryder. name. If you said eleven, I'd be like, oh, but. So but Winona Ryder has been in so much stuff, I like know, Beatles. I'm saying, I mean, though, since more she was relevant, a kid. yeah, but she's right, not, yeah, that's not relevant yeah. anymore. That's old. That's old news. It's old news. You got to get with the times. You're living in the past, man. You're living in the I past, guess I man. <laughs> You're living with some clown with the '60s from the '60s, man. From the '60s. <laughs> Bozo the clown. B O Z O. Would it be an episode if we didn't have <laughs> what a, is that a Seinfeld, Seinfeld reference? Seinfeld. Yes, yeah. just, just know when me and Mike start going off on tangents, mm. it's usually a. Uh, 
Alright, so yeah, there's two new uh, Stranger <laughs> Things 4. I, I love how they actually call it, they don't call it Season 4, they call it Stranger Things 4. They're which doing is what like, they've done they're forever. They're doing like a movie. So yeah, like, so essentially, just, I, I think TV this series. pretty much confirmed that we're going to see a new Stranger Things season uh, this year. Which, if it comes out, we'll cover it. Which is great, because I love Stranger Things. But, oh, it's a great show. Um, for in the more immediate future, just a couple of things. Just, you know, you, we've talked about this, but some people may not know. Uh, some exciting horror-related stuff that's coming out in the month of May, in the year of our Lord, 2021. So, uh, as of this recording, what's today? Today's the 11th, right? The 11th Correct. of May. Yes. Uh, Spiral, from the Book of Saw, comes out this Friday, May 14th. Oh my god, that's Which we will be so seeing on Friday. Uh, I don't know about Friday, but we will see it between now and the next time we record, and it will be our next episode, Spiral from the Book of Saw. Yes. Book it right now. Can I just say, when was the last time we went to a movie on a Friday night? Wait, we, are we going to like the movies? The movies. It is uh, not available anywhere else but the your movie regal okay. cinemas. Then let's go to the movies. Yeah, absolutely. Great. Get so some yeah. popcorn, sure. some um, bunch of crunch, put it in the same bag. One thing oh, that's okay. also being released the same day, which I love, and I don't know if either of you guys have ever seen Andrew, I know I've talked to you about it because it's something that you would love, but on Netflix this Friday also, uh, May 14th, is the second season of Love, Death, and Robots, which is the adult cartoon oh, that series okay. that is uh, directed by David Fincher. And oh, yeah. uh, Greg Miller, who used to do a bunch of that Tim is, Tim Miller. Tim there's Miller, something I watched last oh, dude, week. It's awesome. Seven oh, again. I watched. God, seven. how many times could I watch Seven and not get sick of it? The answer is a million times. Okay, so when you say David Fincher, it makes me think of the guy from Elf. I forget the author, but oh, oh, Peter Dinklage's character. Yes, yeah. but I forget. I think it's. Oh. Sorry. This irrelevant no mo- moment of the podcast is brought but, to you by Kevin <laughs> Wall. No, but I forget. Oh, I'm going to look it up. But no, this irrelevant moment of the podcast is brought to you by um, uh, Gatto. It's okay. No big deal. But yeah, Spiral from the Book of Saw coming out uh, this Friday, May 14th. Also, the second season of Love, Death, and Robots. It better be close. Also, May 14th. And then uh, also, Catherine, you can comment on this when you're done looking up whatever you're done looking up. But A Quiet Place Part 2. Also coming out on uh, May 28th, so a couple weeks after Saw, we get the sequel to A Quiet Place, which we haven't covered A Quiet Place Part 1 yet. Maybe we will, but I feel like that's a movie I that we're definitely going to go one. see as A Quiet Place Part 2. So I, we're definitely going to see that. The Elf reference was Miles Finch. Miles Finch, that's the one. So not even close, but... It was well, Finch, Fincher. Fincher. Finch, Fincher. Sure. Okay, yep. And he was Tyrion Lannister, for Christ's sake. He was amazing as Tyrion Lannister. The I best, loved his probably the best character on the entire show. Uh, I I have a t-shirt that says, I drink and I know Oh, also, things. actually, so sorry. Yeah, this, this was another thing, too. I know, too. you hate well, Game of Thrones, we, we, uh, I know, I'm sorry, Andrew, that you're <laughs> stupid and you don't like Game of Thrones, but um, did you see, I Catherine, am stupid, but that there were three new, uh, three or four new images released from the new Game of Thrones prequel called no. House of the Dragon? <gasps> no. Which is about the Targaryen family, about three hundred years before the events of Game of Thrones. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited! There are I four, can't it's, wait. Honestly, it's just it's just people dressed like Targaryens. Okay, but still, I was like, yes, let's fucking do it. I'm I want on more. the fuck board. Give me Absolutely, more. let's fucking do it. Yes. Okay, and cool. get on the bandwagon. Brainwash. Yeah, get Andrew, on you the I can't believe you actually started Game of Thrones and didn't finish it. That's you are so an insane because it started boring me. No, you're terrible. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. You didn't like this boring show. <laughs> oh, God damn it. You're All right, ridiculous. well, can I give you uh, can I give you one piece of news? 
something that sure. is, uh, I was hoping you go, had something. Go, go. Um, I have I have one. I have one. Go so ahead. honestly, the, the, there hasn't been much news the last couple of weeks. That's so great. it's been a little tough. So I, I mean, know Kat's excited yeah. about that. But um, one Cats. thing, it might honestly be the biggest piece of news that we talked about in the history of the podcast. And it's something that is so phenomenal. And it very well could be the coolest, the coolest mashup of two properties that I've ever heard of in my entire 34 years on this earth. And that would be a mashup of the Haunted Mansion at Disney World and Disneyland and the Muppets. Wait, what? Are we, what? <laughs> we are talking about going on? this fall... Streaming exclusively on Disney Plus, there is going to be a Muppets first ever Muppets <laughs> Halloween special that's called Muppets Haunted Mansion. Let me give you a little description of that. That sounds so fun. Uh, I was so excited. Yes, it does. The, descri- the official description that was released uh, last week: the Muppets' first ever Halloween special called Muppets Haunted Mansion will feature the Muppets cast, celebrity cameos, and new music and spooky amusement for families to enjoy. Later this fall, Muppets Haunted Mansion will take place on Halloween night when Gonzo is challenged to spend one night in the Haunted Mansion from the Disney Park. Oh my gosh, I'm so, so excited! So cool, right? Ah! What I was just thinking would be what? awesome is if they made like a Muppets like horror movie, and the villain oh my God. and the villain was the the Swedish chef, and he was just a <laughs> and he's just chopping people up with his perfect slasher, oh. perfect slasher. Awesome. It sounds like this might be actually the closest thing that we get to a Muppets horror movie. I think it's probably going to have some good horror movie. I'm glad that it's centered around Gonzo because Gonzo's great. Yeah, exactly. The great Gonzo, Gonzo the great, Gonzo yeah. the great. Yeah. But I mean, it, this just shows you like how far the tendrils of the Disney Corporation stretch out across all of the properties that they do, right? Because I feel like it was only a matter of time before the Muppets interacted with like Marvel or Absolutely. Star Wars yeah. or I mean, something in the who Disney. Who knows? Parks. Maybe this could be a whole new universe. The Muppet universe. The Muppet where universe it just takes over. I know. And it's like and Oh my god. I'm watching Andrew like blow his brains out right now if that actually were to happen. But I'd be okay with the Muppets universe. There's Muppets few, universe. There's very yeah. few universes I'd be okay with. Muppets universe. There is a Muppets universe, so I don't know what I'm talking about. Yeah, I'd like to say It's just well, not like, called the Muppets universe. Kermit sits on the rock where he sings the rainbow song, the rainbow connection song. Rainbow I'd like to sit yeah. right next to him and just enjoy Listen. Him. Yeah. Push Play him in the song. water. No, I won't push him in the water. I'd Maybe just, he like, has his phone in his pocket. I'd like to sit next to him while he strums the rainbow connection so, song. So, question for you. What is the best Muppet movie? And Andrew, I'll start with you. Ooh. Muppet Treasure Island. Catherine? Muppet Christmas Carol. Muppet Christmas Carol. <laughs> yeah. Muppet Treasure Island is phenomenal, but I mean, I'll Christmas take... Carol. I liked the Muppet show very much that was on TV. I'll take Margarita's, Margarita's in the Midnight Buffet Yeah, all the time. Okay. And it's also got... Kokomo? No. He's the main guy in the movie. <laughs> oh, Tim Curry, of Tim course. Tim Curry. Anything <laughs> with Tim Curry's. But, you know, the, but Christmas Carol has Michael Caine. So Michael Caine Michael awesome, too. Of course, of course. That was a terrible So safe to say yeah, we're all... Yeah, uh, terrible Michael Caine. Oh, my God. Safe to say we're all pretty excited for the uh, Muppet Haunted Mansion. Who's your favorite Muppet of all time? Oh, uh, God. Ooh. Wow, oh. putting my feet to the fire here. Um, Catherine, you can start. I think I'm going to say... Animal. Okay. Andrew? Good. It's got to be the Swedish chef. I'm, I am. Or Beaker. Same level uh, for me. On the same level. Swedish chef, Beaker, and Pe- <laughs> Pepe the King Prawn, who I fucking love. Yeah, oh, Pepe the King Prawn. I also love, uh, I also love 
Sam Sam the Eagle's great, but also uh, Uncle Deadly is phenomenal. I like Rolf uh, too. What's it? Rolf's great. Waldorf and uh, Statler and oh, Waldorf yeah. oh, also yeah. great. Awesome. I mean, they're great. It's almost easier for me to pick a Muppet that I don't like, and this is going to be Miss controversial. Piggy. Miss Piggy, obviously, nobody likes Miss Piggy. <laughs> Miss Piggy is a. I actually think uh, Andrew, you're going to yell canceled. at me here. Yeah, she's an abuser. I think uh, <laughs> she was abusing. She Kyle. does. That's correct. I think uh, sexually harassing. I think that's I think, assault, brother. I, I think Gonzo sucks. Oh, I love Gonzo. Oh. Gonzo's great. Like the fucking chickens. It's like, is he fucking the chickens? I don't know what's going <laughs> He's on. He's definitely fucking the chickens. He's chicken. fucking oh, them chickens. Easily. <laughs> I mean, Gonzo's got a beak, and so do chickens. Fair. So, well, he doesn't have a beak, but I mean, he has like, a, a big, big nose, nose yeah. which is a beak referred to. I, as I think beak. he's definitely fucking the chickens. I mean, Fozzie... <laughs> I'm not a fan of Fozzie. No. Fozzie waka, waka, waka. Are you serious? <laughs> Fozzie is a Oh, my God. Fozzie's he's the, the he's best. He's got the ultimate dad jokes. No. Oh, Fozzie's so much better than Gonzo. It's not oh Fonzie, my God. It's Fozzie. Fozzie. Fozzie's so much better than Gonzo. <laughs> Sorry. Fozzie. I was thinking of fucking Happy no. Day. Mm. Fucking Honeydew. We were watching the video for Buddy no, Holly by Weezer the other day. Sorry. Bunsen Honeydew? I don't like Oh, him. I mean. Bunsen? That's fucking nerd. He's just along for the ride yeah. with, with, Beaker. With, with Beaker. Beaker is the clearly the better character there. I was actually Beaker one Halloween. I know. I was. I was. Really that would be yeah. A great you were with co- me. That would be that great one. if we yeah. all were dressed up as a Muppet. Oh my god, that would be so great. I would be Gonzo because I got the beak. So, I mean, and then you're looking at me and you're like, you'd be Miss Piggy because you have blonde. <laughs> no, you. <laughs> I'm like, I don't no, want tra- to be. Ms. I'm Piggy. thinking Otis could be animal. Oh, absolutely. We can throw a mop on his head and he can be animal. Or I could be <laughs> Sam Eagle, or because Sam he's Eagle got the beak too. The beak. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or I could just be Beaker. Mm. You could. Oh wait, can I be that girl drummer? You'd also be a good uh, the one that's the like, one that's hey, yes, hey, yeah. like oh, her. Oh that is such a that, honestly. Can I that's be a perfect her? Character Who's for the her? other guy? He's like he's definitely a member of like Crosby, Stills, Nash. Yes, yes. yes. Oh, he's you got so the green cool. hair. Yeah. And, like, he's like, oh, it's so good. Like he's yeah. in the band with all the Muppets. Yeah, the I know exactly what you're talking about. Who's the guy yeah. that plays the saxophone? That guy's. Uh, he's, he's great cool too. too. I forget yeah. his that name. whole band is great. Yeah, that band's awesome. It's like my favorite. Um, band. I also love not Fozzie Bear, but the other bigger bear. That's kind of just oh, like oh, he's so okay, fun. Okay, yeah. And then the other guy, the um, the gigantic guy that's clearly a man in a full bodysuit that. Um, fuck, what's his name? That he's got the hair. He runs around. And he's like, oh, okay. oh the, he's blue. Oh, yeah. He's, got, blue, he's, right? got, he's like a child. It's like a name. It's like a um. He's like a monster, but he's like not a monster. But his name's but like Sal. Yeah, something yes. weird. Yes. Like Otis, no. Another county heard from here. Uh, which actually, so this is a good point to bring this up. So if you are a follower of our show. Follower of our show, I should say. Um, you know that Otis will bark from time to time. Sometimes I edit it out. Sometimes I don't. If I can't, if we're in the middle of a good conversation, um, Otis actually created his own Instagram account, and it's uh, oh at gosh. the Spooky Stop. Hound Dog. That would be the Spooky Hound D A W G, and uh, he's totally doing this under his own volition. So if you uh, follow him on Instagram, I'm sure he would really appreciate it. Since he just chimed in, he was pissed that I didn't mention it in the news. So yeah. That's what I got, guys. There you go. Muppet what, talk. What Good Muppet is, talk. What is, it's, oh, I, that's going to drive me insane, though. I want to know. The big guy. He's blue, right? Mm-hmm. Isn't he blue? And he kind of romps around, but he's like he's like shaggy. Yeah, the guy that talks like this. He's not blue. Yeah. You're the one from like, the Muppet show blue. that was on ABC a few years ago yeah. that we used to DVR and watch all the time. He's like a woolly mammoth without a trunk, kind of. I don't think we're thinking of the same person. He's okay. not. He's definitely not blue, though. But he's not blue. Fucking fungalucubus. I don't care what his fungalucubus. Oh, um, what's snuffleupagus? Snuffleupagus. Is pretty cool, too. Yeah, best best 
Muppet show with Muppets was definitely Fraggly Rock. Oh, Fraggle Rock, Rock was the, Dude, was the Sprocket. Shit. Sprocket! Yep. <laughs> Sweetums. Sweetums. That's him. That's exactly who I was yes. thinking of. Yes, him! Oh, I thought... Wait, isn't there another guy that's blue? He you know what's like funny, though, though, is... What's the name of the t- of the um, Warner Brothers Looney Tunes character that's the big pink... Oh, oh, I know. The monster. The yeah. monster. Um, He's got a similar name. I don't know. Actually, I don't know. And it's funny because... Uh, Looney Tunes is available on every Looney Tunes yeah. is available on HBO Max. So we've been watching that. some of them, and I looked for the episodes that he was in because those were the horror themed episodes of Looney Tunes that I used to watch when I was a kid that I used to love, and I forget what his fucking name is. Gossamer. It's Gossamer. That's it. That's it. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Love it. Muppet cool. talk. Yeah, Good. Muppet talk. Know, Looney sorry. Tunes talk. It's all right. Totally, totally off horror topic. No worries. I don't think that's well, off topic at all. I think horror people love. Muppets. I think I think sometimes people uh, Muppets, that listen puppets. to the show like like when we go off. Topic. No, just Muppets. Marionettes. Muppets. Yeah. No marionettes. You guys, ready to talk the mess? Yes. Cool. All right, folks. That means we are on to our movie of the night, which is one that I'm very excited to talk about, and one that uh, so at the be- actually at the beginning. Well, I don't know if we've talked about this yet, but at the beginning of this year. You know, we were setting goals for this show and talking about certain things and topics we wanted to cover. Uh, we each came up with a list of ten movies that we wanted to cover this year. Andrew and I had an overlap of about six of those same movies, so it kind of gives you an idea of like what our tastes are, right? And this movie tonight actually uh, was on both of our lists. Cat uh, had some different ideas of movies, which is great because it's, <laughs> it's what is different about us that right. makes us great it's because me. we can I'm talk different. about lots of different things. <laughs> But, uh, but yeah, this movie is The Mist, one that Andrew and I have been clamoring to talk about pretty much since this podcast lost. I would, uh, podcast launched, I would say, Andrew, right? We've been talking about this movie for a long time. Yeah. Because it's, it's just a great... See, I have some qualms about it, but we'll discuss those later when we get to a certain... See, actually, I'm, so I'm glad you brought that up because I know we usually talk nitpicks. I don't have any nitpicks with this movie. And I'm I interested didn't. to hear what yours are. I'm interested to hear what yours is I have also. one. I couldn't think of anything. It's, 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 it just came to me now. And I don't even know if it's really a nitpick, but it's just an observation. Wait, okay. don't talk about it yet. Wait, I'm not. I'm fair just, enough. It, that is a tease. I'm teasing. A teasing. Woohoo! Fair enough. <laughs> so we're, uh, we're talking a, uh, another Stephen King movie here. We don't talk many of those, though. No, we haven't talked about like a couple. It's only like our I mean, six. Uh, uh, we Outsider. Outsider, The Shining, the Shining um, uh, uh, Misery, Misery, and uh, uh, what else? Uh, we've probably done a few more. We didn't do that. Castle Rock. We talked about Castle Fragile. Rock. We've talked about. We've talked about. Let's say okay. We might not have dedicated a we lot of episodes lot. to Stephen King stuff. We talk about him quite it? frequently. Uh, we technically we did it because it was one of the movies in the double feature at Barrett's Haunted Mansion. Correct. So. Well, uh, yeah. And we did give uh, our thoughts on yeah. it, and you've talked about it so like, many times. I know. We all are yeah, aware And uh, this is not an invitation for you to talk about it mm-hmm. once We all again, know, and we all, we all know. We all, we all know. We all know. Yeah. Okay. So I guess I'll, I'll start here, and then I'll go around the horn to each of you guys, because I know, Andrew, you love this movie as much Dude, as I do. And Kat, you saw it for the first time last night. So go around the stuff. horn. Where's yeah, Tony, around the horn. Where's Tony Reale? Yeah, I know. Tony Reale and, uh, <laughs> and, and Michael Wilbon and uh, Woody Tony, Co- Tony Konizer, Woody Page, any of those guys. But, I mean, this is one of those movies where, I, <laughs> I, I hate to even say this out loud, but I'm the cool guy who read the book. Uh, or, You're I should so say, cool. the short story, 
before the movie was even in development. So I was familiar with this story kind of from the get-go, from the jump. Sorry, time out. It's a short story. How short is the story? Uh, It's about 150 pages. Oh, I can read that. You can absolutely read that. That would be with it. You can read it in 20 minutes, honestly, if you read Uh, it. That's aggressive, but Um, I could. I could. could 20 minutes? Mike, this isn't a podcast on one and a half feet. (laughs) You're actually reading it at that rate? Which is how I actually listen to my podcast. Andrew is making is it, fun of me. Is that right how you now. read books, too? Mm, I'm a sp- audio. Quick, are you um, audio or do you read them? I do audiobooks sometimes, but I, I like to actually you, have it in my find, hands. What do you find more difficult? Audio? I feel um, like I wouldn't remember anything if it was, like, I feel like I would have to need to read No, it. no. In my hand is di- more difficult for sure. Because audio, you can just put on your headphones and listen. Oh, and I understand go. that, but yeah. what do you retain better? Uh, audio, I think. Huh? Because I listen to so many. I, I I've always in my you life. Well, that probably makes sense because I read shit all the time, and I don't know what I'm fucking reading. I mm. do the same. I don't read any books. I'm saying, but I will read like instructions or directions on what not to do, and then I go, I forgot about that, and then I. Well, I listen. I listen to a ton of podcasts, and I also I've listened to a ton of audiobooks, and I feel like I retain the information on podcasts better because I'm actually listening to yeah. it versus actually. Oh, I like, remember. It myself, I think you're right. You know? If I hear something on the radio, I'll remember it. If I read a snippet out of a news article. I might remember it. Yeah. I don't remember anything. I, know. I don't remember. <laughs> I, I have a feeling I know why that is. It's probably all the No, I don't remember anything. Um, I have, like, reading comprehension issues and stuff. Oh, so, sorry. So, like, I don't remember anything. I feel like even when I listen, I, I'm a visual person. Like, I need to, like, see something. Does it, well, that, you know, that's you know, okay. what's, you know what's funny about okay. like, reading comprehension? I just think you have a comprehension problem. Well, that's also <laughs> yes. true. <laughs> <laughs> because we watch a lot of movies and you don't remember watching those. And we have a lot of conversations and you don't remember having those no. either. So I don't think it's reading comprehension. Well, it's speaking of comprehension, comprehension. Right. I'm just I, I actually uh, com- <laughs> comprehend reading this story uh, probably back when I was in high school and, like, maybe early college. But We're all very this, impressed that you went yeah, to Yeah, I know. I, well, I read 150 pages. <laughs> God bless me. So uh, I think this is one of the rare cases, though, where the movie actually does a great job of being faithful to the source material but also improving it. And there is one big improvement. The end. Which you know what I'm talking about, Andrew. Oh, yeah. We'll get to it. And I haven't even read the book. Um, <laughs> but I still is, comprehend it. Yeah, it, it is my personal favorite Stephen King short story. If I had to pick one, it would absolutely be The Mist. I think there are lots of, aspect that ma- lots of aspects that make not only just the short story, but this movie great. From the monsters, to the plot, to the characters. And also... I, I think it can't be understated how well the actors playing these characters are selling these roles, which are pretty much disposable roles, but they're all doing a great job making them work. And that's the thing, too. They're all right? disposable actors as well. Well, they're all B-list, right? So you have Thomas Jane, who actually love in most stuff. Marsha Gay Harden, who I think has won an Academy Award. I think she has. I think she, she has as well. Looks, She's in Mystic um, River. Did she win it for that? She is in Mystic River. Wait. She did not even get nominated for that. She was uh, awesome in just, that. Uh, she t- is the, probably one of the... Tim newest. Robbins and Sean Penn get, both got nominated so for... Uh, she's a great Mr. actress, River. but yeah. I f- she's plays such an annoying person in everything. And she, it, yeah. I want well, to that's how, that's how you yes. know she's good. Yeah, because she's good. perfect at yeah. being annoying. But like Marsha Gay Harden, uh, Andre Brower, who plays the neighbor, the lawyer. He's an awesome villain. He was in... He's uh, been in a bunch of, st- actually been been in other Storm Stephen of the Century. Storm of the Century. Yep. He was in Storm of the Century, and he's also he, he played a um, 
a uh, a is police he from Maine or does he just no he's just been in a bunch of Stephen King stuff Maine. yeah and, and actually a lot of well, well, all this all this stuff is connected because Frank Darabont who directed who directed this movie um, has directed a lot of Stephen King stuff. Do you mean to tell so, me that this takes place? In a universe, a shared universe, in Derry, a Maine, shared universe. Which most of them do. It's never been uh, confirmed, but I it, didn't realize how many universes there were. Mm-hmm. But there's probably an infinite amount of universes. Yeah, there's yeah. probably one in which I'm actually interesting and funny. Well, it's one that you're actually like in right now me. is uh, <laughs> the one you're in. Two. So yeah, not only uh, Thomas Jane, Marsha Gay Harden, Andre Brower, but also Toby Jones, who's phenomenal. He played uh, Ollie Weeks in this movie, who was the manager of the grocery store. He's fantastic. Uh, Jeffrey DeMunn, who played Dale in The Walking Dead. I know. He was younger, Awesome actor. Too. Awesome B-list actor. <laughs> William Sadler. <laughs> William, no, I mean he's No, he's older than that. But no, um, because in the Walking, Walking Dead. Dead came out after know, yeah, yeah, The Mist. Yeah, yeah. That's why I was laughing. Never mind. Okay. Uh, William Sadler, who has also been in Frank Darabont's movies, including Greed Mile and this movie. He's great in this. Laurie Holden and Chris Owen. My man, the Shermanator. I was just going to say, I was like, and, is that uh, the Shermanator? Now is the time when I'm going to tell the Shermanator story. Are you cool with that? Yeah, go ahead. So go Andrew, ahead. You're, I, you're I a better storyteller I think I've told I you this before. So, so obviously, in The Mist, Chris Owen, who is uh, more affectionately known as the Shermanator in the American Pie movies, uh, big character in those movies, uh, Kat and I and a couple of other couples happen to be up in Portland, Maine, uh, New Year's Eve and New Year's Day of what, 2018, something like that? 2017? It, doesn't, so, it was I, a few I years ago. It was, it was a few years ago. And uh, we went on what was called the Main Brew Bus. And it was basically a brewery tour where you go around, you drink beer, and you fucking have a great time. So, I was looking something up relevant. On the beginning of the, the brew bus, um, the, the, the tour guide who was at the, the front of the bus was like, oh, uh, at the back of the bus, we have somebody who's an actor. Um, can I tell you? Can I tell everyone who you are? And he was like, uh, "Like, yeah, okay, sure. Yeah, this is Chris. He's from Michigan, and he's an actor." And me and my buddy, who were both very hungover, we like looked over our shoulders, like, "Who the fuck what? is this guy?" Turns out it was the fucking Shermanator from American Pie. Yes. On <laughs> so we this drank, brew bus, we drank, with, we the drank with the Shermanator <laughs> all day. Do you think he uses that and gets laid? Probably. Well, well he's he married now. He's uh, married. I, I think his, I think his wife's married, family yeah. is from Maine, which is why he was up there. But he was super down to earth, super cool. He was and, so nice. I was um, so finally, the third brewery we stopped at, which was three of three. I was like, okay, I have enough beer balls now to like actually walk up and talk to him. And I walked up and talked to him, and I said, hey, you're in one of my favorite movies. He said, you love American Pie? And I said, no, I love The Mist. And he was like, oh, my God. I know. That's great. Oh. You know, and I was like, I love The Mist. It's one of my favorite horror movies of all time. I'm so happy you're in it. it was he was probably just glad someone recognized him yeah, from something cool. other than American Pie. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, Chris Owens, Shermanator, if you're listening to this. Yeah, we're a fan, dude. And if yes. you remember that brew bus tour, we were on it. So, and let's do it again. That'd be yeah. that'd be really fun. That oh was hell an yeah! Awesome you know time. what should have been the theme song for this movie? What's that? Into the Mystic by Van Morrison instead of the Mist. That's a Stephen great. King. I mean, Stephen King loves classic rock, so I'm actually surprised. That's it wasn't a great in there. song. Yeah, but uh, but yeah. Same. So that's my Shermanator story, and I'm sticking to it. I know he was such a great guy. Yeah, it was, it was pretty it was funny. Really fun to hang out with. Talk him. about a random thing that was like pretty pretty cool and like pretty cool to remember. But uh, just unexpected. Mm. I mean, it was cool. 
So guys, of all the random people you could meet, I know. That's probably very random. I know. Mm. Yeah. Seriously, no. one of the most random. I think. Did you get his autograph? No, no I didn't ask him to sign anything. You know what he did instead? Banged uh, Stifler's Bl- mom. Now you blew him. <laughs> no, I didn't blow. Him. I I didn't blow. No, not at all. Nice, nice work. Re- I couldn't resist. So uh, anyway, <laughs> hey, so this is the third 2007 horror movie that we've done. Really? Mm-hmm. Could you guys guess the other two? Mm, so bad. I don't want a big dissertation uh, here. Oh, I got one. Um, what is it? Hills Have Eyes 2, The Descent. Well, we never covered The Hills Have Eyes 2 in The Descent. Just, uh, different year. Silent Hill? Hills Have Eyes. Did the, we do Silent Hill? The original is no, it's we not, did not do Silent Hill. So it's not The Hills Have Eyes. Do you guys remember like anything we did? No! I do, but I don't remember years. I don't even know when I was born. I what do you fucking either. want from me? I know. It's I'm so just hard. trying my hardest. There are two <laughs> movies that you love and we've done within the last three or four Phantasm. months. <laughs> no, it was not in 2007. At least I know that much. Time out. One has a number in the title. Seven. No. We have not done seven. Yet. But I, I, this is why I don't like Trivial Pursuit. It's like, it's Okay, first one is 30 Days of Night. Yeah. And the other one is Trick or Treat. We've done both those movies. I would have never guessed movies. Trick or Treat definitely doesn't have a number. That was a very yeah. hard question. So we've covered the 2007 horror movies multiple times. Trick or Treat times. came out in 2007? Yeah. I thought that was like 2015. No, 2007. When did it actually get released? 2007. <laughs> When did it actually I get released? Feel like it's that, like, I feel like you're telling me lies. It was released. How old am I? <laughs> Why are these movies so old? So, just so you know, another couple of horror movies that came out in 2007 was the sequel to 28 Days Later, another movie that we covered. I was 28 of weeks later. Uh, 1408, which is a Steve, another Stephen King yep. adaptation with John Cusack and Samuel L. Jackson. Dead Silence, which was the directorial debut, I believe, of James Wan. Uh, Grindhouse. Hall- uh, Grindhouse Tarantino movie, Halloween, uh, the Rob Zombie remake of Halloween, like which is one. decent. Uh, Hostel Part Two, Part yeah, Deux. Garbage. I Am Legend with Will Smith, which is a terrible fucking movie. Uh, Paranormal Activity, which is in fact a great movie. The original, and I love the original one. Awesome movie. Phenomenal. Phenomenal. Mm-hmm. The, uh, the Poughkeepsie tapes. <laughs> Saw Four. And Trick or Treat, which we already mentioned. So some decent horror movies this year. And I'm actually, I think the three best, in my opinion, which would be The Mist, 30 Days of Night, and Trick or Treat, we've now covered all three. So, I don't know. The Mist would be top You tell me. What do you you think? Anything else that I listed that would be, uh, you know, anything in the conversation for best horror movie of the year that we haven't talked about already? No, I don't think so. No. Okay. Fair enough. I agree. You guys ready for a few factoids about uh, about The Mist? Sure. Andrew, you probably know some of these, but... Uh, Where was it filmed? Might be in a little... So it actually was filmed in Shreveport, Louisiana. Interesting. Mm. So I was wondering that because I was trying to guess... I mean, it mostly... It was not filmed in New England. Yeah. In a grocery store... And besides it was, it was that, probably there's... cheap to film there. So Shre- Shreveport, Louisiana is one of those towns where a lot of movies are filmed because there's such tax credits to be able to film it there. Okay. Can I make so a guess? Yes. This movie's budget couldn't have been more than $2 million. I actually don't know what the budget is, so if you want to look it up. I'm curious. Because it, it, like it seems like a low-budget movie in my book. It, but yeah, maybe I mean, I'm wrong. I think they had a decent budget between I the cast. I feel like they built their cast the way that the mm-hmm. Red Sox build their lineup. 
Yeah. They spread it out. Cheap, cheap, good actress. Yeah. But, like, B-list. Like, solid role players. But what about, like, some of the, you know, monster and bug kind of... It's all like CGI. animatronic kind right. of thing. And actually, I, I didn't feel like for 2007, the CGI in this movie was no, pretty bad. I thought it was no, good. pretty good. Like, I, good. I haven't watched it in a, a few years, and I was actually, like, impressed. I was kind of surprised at how good it actually was. Like, some of it looked stupid, but most of it, I think, like, oh, yeah. I was yeah, way I off. So Budget was $18 million. $18 million. That's okay. a lot of that, that seems like it's, you know, See, for that, a movie of this size, I feel like it, you know, makes sense. And that's part of my gripe. So now that makes my gripe even more. Okay. Well, right. you tell me. So... But obviously, you know, uh, The Mist is based on a short story by Stephen King, aptly titled The Mist. And it, uh, he was inspired to write this story during a trip to his local supermarket during a thunderstorm, a bad thunderstorm, uh, during which he imagined prehistoric animals and giant insects besieging the grocery store. I'm just curious how much, how many mushrooms he was on when he probably received that. Probably I'm at the grocery store. There's a thunderstorm, and well, there's this, these giant. This this story came out the in the '80s, which was kind of at the peak of Stephen King and his drug addiction when he was like directing movies, that kind of stuff. He was in all kinds of drugs. I mean, but yeah, I mean, hey, that's a look inside of Stephen King's demented psyche, right? You, like, I feel like you read the inspiration of how he thought of most of these stories, and it was just everyday things that you go through which right. is kind of crazy because he just has the ability to kind of turn these things into fucked up shit which is kind of cool not kind of cool i, I kind of really do that cool. i feel like i kind of do that sometimes. you also kind of do that but it's more anxiety <laughs> you're not stephen king next, no. time, next time you, you write a book let me know maybe i will so maybe I should, um to be honest so once <laughs> once the mist came out it actually went on to go inspire a few well-known believe it or not not movies not tv shows video games including half-life and silent hill Oh, because it was like Half-Life was well out before the movie. Yeah, oh yeah. But that was... And Silent Hill, too. The Silent Hill movie, I think, was before this, too. Yeah. But the video games... The video, were, Silent the video Hill games was well before. Oh, of course. Yeah. That's, that's what Half-Life, I'm saying. Half-Life was saying. a computer game. It I was think, like 99 or 2000. Yeah, so there's never been a Half-Life movie, but obviously this, the Half-Life video game, and I think the first Silent Hill video game, and I think the Silent Hill movie both came out before Half-Life, this missed adaptation. That's weird. Yeah. Well, Half-Life is about... Uh, basically a scientist at a uh, crazy like scientific facility where there's a rift in dimensional space and aliens come out of it and start killing people. So you can see it. I'm not making fun of you. Mm-hmm. I just but. thought it was funny when he said there's a scientist at a scientific facility. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He was at a scientific <laughs> facility. The scientist, scientist, and I was, and said, scientist. No, but I would have said the same thing. I just couldn't. When I hear, it's like. Well, I kind of meant it as a joke, but I, okay. Well, then that's even. Enough. I like did it. you though? Are <laughs> you just that just a cover? I think it's so. not a cover. You cover. Okay. Everyone can laugh at me. It's fine. That's fine. Uh, scientists in the science community. But anyway, at back, facilities for science. Back to the mist. So the mist was directed by Frank Darabont. You guys ever heard of that name before? Sounds like a vagabond to me. Vagabond. Uh, So he's actually a pretty famous director. He's done uh, several adaptations of Stephen King's work, including The Shawshank Redemption, The Green Mile. And he directed famously the very first season and the first couple of episodes of season two of The Walking Dead. Oh, First off, guy did some bangers. Mm Mm-hmm. Shawshank absolute, and the absolute Green Mile. bangers. I Fucking love the absolute. You want to talk about the best, like, dramatic, like, drama Stephen King, other than, like, Stand By Me? 
Yeah. It's those two and Stand By Me. Yeah. Probably. I yeah, actually that's... read The Green Mile. That was like the biggest book I think I've ever read. Hold on. Ever. You ever. read something? That's actually a Stephen King book that I've never be, read. That's going to be a long ass book. It was like 525 pages, I think. Jesus Christ. I think I remember it because it was the longest. That's actually really short for a Stephen King book. It's 525 pages. It was a hardcover. I remember it. Which the movie's like two and a half hours long. So you do have comprehension. Yeah, like I have a library card on my keychain. Confession, confession. <laughs> uh, the Green Mile movie probably has. I've seen tons of horror movies. Probably the most disturbing scene, absolutely, for me ever of any movie. The electrocution. The yeah. Yeah. Or the with the guy with the dry sponge. Guy, my God, that's a very that is horrific. Um, you know, it's yeah. a very underrated. That's very. Uh, oh my God! It's so gross in a movie that's not a horror movie, but it's. Is the scene in Unbreakable when the like guy that works at the stadium? Oh yeah, like, has that family tied up and he's like killing the family. Like how he enters the house when he mm. knocks on the door. Like that's a fucked up. That's scene. a fucked up scene too. But I, I just feel like but the that, that electrocution that. scene in the Green Mile. I feel like is like oh R rated and very graphic and disgusting. I just think it's I'm funny how like, these scenes God. end up in movies and yeah. you don't even think about them. But like every movie, most movies have some element of horror. Yeah. Which is what we always try to preach. Yeah. Don't be so close-minded. Preach. Mm-hmm. Open the Absolutely. box. Let yourself in. Yes. Elements Slide of, elements on of horror. into that I box. Like that. Hashtag elements of horror. Great. Horror, we is, have a, a, we horror have, is a different thing oh, to every person. You know what we could make is like an element table of mm-hmm. horror. All right. All right. Let's, Periodic table of horror. H-O. Let's not go down H-O. this road. HO2 no, Halloween. No, no. So right. Right. <laughs> we were talking about Moving. facts for the movie. Keep right? going. Boss, we'll, talk, we'll talk about the periodic table later. So uh, Frank Darabont actually initially <laughs> wanted to direct The Mist as his feature film, de- feature film debut, but he ended up going with Shawshank Redemption. I think that's probably a good decision, right? In retrospect, pretty well. Uh, so after he filmed Shawshank, he again tried to get The Mist made, then ended up <laughs> settling for another Stephen King adaptation, The Green Mile. Also a good decision, I'd say. Yes. That movie is amazing. And the book was awesome. Yeah. Both both very good. Great stories. And he finally well, got the project off the ground in 2006 when the, uh, the movie was finally greenlit. And uh, Thomas Jane... What an awesome actor was brought on to star as uh, David Drayton, who's the main character in The Mist, right? Thomas Jane. Thomas Jane starred in Hung. Did you ever see that show? Oh that show no, I know of it. I've never watched it though. He was yeah. good in that. I'm trying to think of what else. Like I know he's been in a bunch of shit. He was the the Punisher, the first movie Punisher. That's actually not a bad movie. Great movie. That's I think it's a great movie. Good. It's it's a very good movie. That's before like Travolta's terrible. That's before in like Marvel it. comics oh, and that yeah. were like oh, universes. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's like when it was so just some movie. Uh, dude, the way he kills people in that movie is so oh, he's awesome. brutal. So movie. good, so good. Um, but yeah, he's been in a bunch of shit though. Um, I just don't like it because he's got a man's name and a woman's name. Like, what's your name? Two first names. Big time <laughs> winner. Big time. Talk winner. about a trans. But um, actually, so fun fact though. Um, so after this was this movie obviously came before The Walking Dead, before Frank Darabont directed the first and uh, beginning of the second season of Walking Dead. He actually wanted Thomas Jane, the main character in this movie, to play Rick Grimes in The Walking Dead. Really? So I ask you, Catherine, as a fellow watcher of The Walking Dead like me, could you picture anybody else besides, you know, what's his name? Fucking, uh... Lincoln? No. Uh, yeah, uh, Lincoln. Andrew Lincoln. Andrew Lincoln, playing Rick Grimes. I feel like this guy that was in this movie would be a good Rick Grimes. Um, Maybe a better one. Yes 
and no, I mean, I kind of like Rick. Rick has this weird, like, curly hair with the beard thing. Like, he just has a very. I don't like curly hair. Yeah, I'm. I'm, Look to him. I feel like like the guy who is the main character in The Mist is a very generic looking hero figure. You know, he just he he looks your basic basic, white. Your handsome white guy. Yes, like like, he doesn't have hair. Your hero. But he doesn't have any sort of, like, distinguishable features. Like, Rick Grimes has, like... I think his voice is a distinguishable feature. The, the because the voice, and, like, there's a lot of different things that, like, I think set Rick Grimes apart from uh, this Thomas Thomas guy. Thomas Jane has a better voice than, than Andrew Lincoln. Sure. Uh, Do they he, sing? He, he did the Punisher voice, not only for the movie, but also for a video game based on that Punisher movie. Um, he is iconic as the Punisher, in my opinion, and fight me about it. Fuck you if you don't like I it. don't think that the Punisher voice would have fit Andrew Lincoln, though. But do you mean to tell me that there was a character on that show named Dick Grimes? Rick. Rick. Dick. Dick. Yeah, he didn't go by Dick, but yeah. But he could have. like Dick Lickers. Mm-hmm. Correct. The establishment. Yes. Richard's Lickers. He was absolutely... Was amazing well, liquor store, yeah, by the way, that we a, stop at often. Dick, <laughs> Dick Lickers. It's not called Richard Lickers. It's Dick Lickers. And it's that's Dick, where we it's go probably Dick Grimes. He grimes that dick. Oh my gosh. Dick Jesus. Grimes. Like, that's his poor name, Dick All right. Grimes. Okay. Let's go back to the mist. Let's go back to the mist. So, uh, Frank Darabont, again, the director of this movie, he initially wanted to shoot the entire movie uh, and release it in black and white. But it ended up being released in color. Okay, and you can actually watch. There is a black and white version of this movie that is uh, available on the second disc. Available on the second disc of the uh, two-disc DVD release that came out a few years ago. Right. All right. So when writing the movie, uh, Frank Darabont, again the director and writer of the movie, uh, drew inspiration from the classic Twilight Zone episode, one of the best. The monsters are due on Maple Street. Andrew, are you familiar with this episode? I am. It's where the monsters are actually the people because they turn on each other Mm -hmm. based off of their own fears. Absolutely. This is, to me, is something that Cat would do to other people. Oh, I feel like your fears. No, 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 because you're so you're afraid of everything. Correct. Yes. So you would, in this situation, you would be like the Marsha Gay Harden character. I feel like you would be the one sending out sacrificial lambs to the monster. Wow, that's interesting. Just okay, in my, because no, because you have, <laughs> because she has so much fear. It's all based on fear. Okay, this movie to me, you must find terrifying. I'm sure she probably does. We'll get you, to the scary the stuff quiet place. shortly. I mean, I don't mean to like rag. I'm not, I feel like I'm ragging on you. I think like, I'm just being like. I don't like. What do you mean? I'm no, so but like, like, like no, like, I didn't mean it like that. that. Like I meant like. <laughs> Like, I feel like if we were ever put in this situation... Here's what I'll say. So, yeah. So, like, Monsters Are Do on Maple Street is a, obviously a classic Twilight Zone episode that is a critique of, uh, you know, it's a neighborhood that's going through a quote-unquote alien invasion. It's a critique of the Red Scare, Cold War America, yeah. and McCarthyism, right? So, like, that type of story is what Frank Darabont drew inspiration from when he was writing this story about the mist. And I'll I'll get to this later, but I feel like this... The scariest part of this movie is not intended to be the monsters. It's intended to be the way people act when they are afraid and confused, right? But a couple of Stephen King Easter eggs (laughs) before we we jump into categories here real quick. So, but obviously one of the biggest Stephen King Easter eggs in the opening shot of the film, right? David 
Thomas Jane's character is uh, painting in his room. The picture that he's drawing is a design from Stephen King's Dark Tower series, uh, depicting Roland and essentially the first uh, the the cover of the first Dark Tower. The Gunslinger. Yeah, the Gunslinger. That book. I read that book. Yeah, I we were all yeah. gloating about how we've read books. I've read that book. Ooh, just saying. Boy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they've uh, they've yet to make a good uh, adaptation of I that hear, story. Are they yet. doing a Amazon Amazon's Prime doing series. a show? Yeah. Like really? So apparently, Amazon Prime is doing not only a Lord of the Rings story, but also a Stephen King Dark Tower story. Can we talk about how excited I am for both of those? Right. Mm. Yeah. Yes. I know, right. Better than any Game of Thrones remake bullshit. Well, let's not about. go there. Let's so also, there. when you pan over uh, David Drayton's uh, little art studio there, Thomas Jane's studio, there's another design in the room that is uh, also the post of John Carpenter's The Thing, which oh. I know, Kat, I'm out to you. Yeah. Uh, John Carpenter obviously also wrote and directed The Fog, uh, which shares obvious themes with The Mist, as well as Christine, which is an adaptation of a Stephen King novel. Almost so, as good as that movie, The Dense Moisture. Yeah. I love that one. Yeah. So, so The Mist, The Fog, and The Dense The Dense Moisture. moisture. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so, and, and the final Pretty fact good. that I have for you guys, which obviously this is fresh in your mind, but um, obviously, like I said, one of the scariest parts of this movie and this story is Mrs. Carmody. And the line that she says in this movie and also the story, quote unquote, my life for you, that is a recurring line in other Stephen King texts, spoken by uh, lots of other characters that are villains, including Randall Flagg, which is from uh, the, the Gunslinger. Yep, yep. No, Randall, oh, Randall Flagg from the Gunslinger, and also from the Stand. Uh, oh, so yeah, is he from both? Mm-hmm. Are you sure, or did I fuck up? He has lots of aliases, including uh, Walter O'Dim, Martin uh, Broadcloak, etc., etc. But basically, Randall Flagg is the constant evil across all of Stephen King's stories, including this one. So he's mentioned, or at least referenced, in this movie. So, pretty cool. Cool. If you're a fan of Stephen King, a lot of stuff in here for you to, uh, you know, for you to talk about. So, before we uh, jump into our categories, just a reminder that tonight's episode of America's Hometown Horror is brought to you by Bruce. Uh, Bruce. As a reminder, is an electric toothbrush that will change the way that you think about brushing your teeth with powerful sec- uh, powerful sonic technology and ultra-gentle bristles. Bruch redefines what it means to have super clean teeth. It's like that feeling you get every time you leave the dentist. A fresh, whole mouth clean every other day. Our show, uh, that's America's Hometown Horror, our listeners get 15% off their total purchase with po- uh, with code POD15, that's P-O-D-1-5, Follow the link in the show notes and enter the code POD15, again, that's P-O-D-1-5, to get your exclusive discount and upgrade your oral care routine. All right, so we are on to our categories, folks, and obviously the first one of all time uh, is, and again, I had to explain this to two people that have been on the podcast for over a year. No, wow, first up, time out, time out, time out, first up, time out. I didn't ask this question, you did. I did. Not me. I don't want to be lumped in as just some idiot. Oh, wow. Wow. So I'm an idiot? Yeah, we all know what the fucking the things are. We don't I, know. I, right, I, well, I, the first question is, is this movie scary? And in Catherine, I have a, with Can you. I make a guess? Mm-hmm. She probably found this movie terrifying. Yeah, probably. I'm going to go with a uh, yes. Okay. <laughs> 
it's a good it's a good movie to actually find scary. It's scary. Yes, of course it's scary. There's bugs, there's weird aliens, there's octopuses outside of garage doors. Actually, there's so like since you mentioned bugs. Yep. Care to talk about how yes. we uh, first came to the idea for this movie? Of course. So we were talking about what we should talk about for this week's podcast. And I said, you know, the cicadas mm-hmm. are coming out of the ground for the first time in 17 years. Has it been that long? Yes, Apparently. it has. I, I didn't I, realize I read, this either. Yes, yeah. I read about I remember this. them during the drought of 44, but that's like the last <laughs> So. <laughs> Andrew. So, 2004, not 44. They started poking their little heads out right now. I just saw, like, a, there was a thing on the news, and there's a thing, like, I've, I've read a few different articles They're just about poking them's heads out? And they, they have to go, like, up and, I mean, there's a couple, there's a little bit of a routine that they have to go through before they can, like, sprout wings and everything, but they're coming. In the next upcoming weeks, they're, they're like going to be locusts. here. And honestly, they will be, because around, like, dusk, they come out, and it's, like, rain, but it's bugs on your car. I don't it's know if terrifying. It's that bad. I feel like that's okay. A well, we'll, more we'll see. We'll report when it starts back. raining bugs on my car, so I think I'm moving. Just um, I don't think that's a thing. So, so today's um, May 11th. Let's say June 11th. We'll report back. So yeah, we'll to, report con- back to confirm, in though, in a month, they're rain. actually actually they they're already out, right? They're already out going, supposedly. They've now like are spawning out from the ground that they've been buried in for 17 years. Okay. They're just starting to poke their heads out. Then they have to kind of go through Dude, a little bit of a cycle. Like, like, a, they, like a butterfly. Is, is Jeepers Creepers <laughs> based off of cicadas? <laughs> Sounds like it. Is it every 17 years with him? Uh, it's a lot of time between. So I wouldn't be surprised if it was 17 years, to be honest with you. But So they have to go through right, a little so, bit of a metamorphosis right. stage. And then they, they yeah, sprout their wings and they fly but around. I guess, Kat, while Andrew's looking all this up, do you find this movie to be scary? What did you think of it watching it for the first time last night? Yes. Uh, scary in several, several different ways. I mean, obviously because of the, you know, monsters, insects, kind of that whole... You know, it's heebie-jeebie stuff, like the whole unknown of what's in the mist, and that the people are against people. Like it's that's a scary aspect too. Yeah, when you're that's, stuck that's the scariest in, part of the movie. For you're sure. stuck in the middle of a grocery store, like locked in with a bunch of people that you kind of know a little bit, but also like not really a fan of, <laughs> and like yeah. So that's yeah. that's kind of more scary in itself. So it's every twenty third spring, so it's twenty three years. Andrew, what about you? The scary? Mist. Scary or no? Unsettling? Yes. Scary? Meh. Not really. It's just more just fucked up. Like, I find this movie very fucked up. There's, I don't want to get into these parts yet, but there's, like, two parts in this movie that are just fucked. One, the ending. Two, my favorite death scene. Uh-huh. So, I can't, I don't think I can talk about that yet. So I think now is probably a good time as any before I talk about why I think it is a little bit scary. Let's um, actually let me let me say real quick. So yeah, like, you I should. think I Go think the, I think the scenario is scary, right? Correct. So you're trapped in a place where you don't know what's going on. There's something weird going on around you. You're surrounded by weird religious freaks. Um, don't get me wrong. I love me some monsters. Some of them are kind of scary. The spiders, the mosquito bugs, and the flying bigger bugs, whatever the fuck they are. Um, but I think it's clear to me and clear to most people that watch this movie that the scariest aspect of this movie is Mrs. Carmody. Yes. And, uh, the crazed religious mob mentality that she creates, right? 
I think it certainly could happen and has probably already happened in mm. uh, certain situations where people have not understood what's going on in their life in real life circumstances. And uh, yeah, I just think that that's, that's clearly what Stephen King and Frank Darabont are trying to say is the scariest part because no matter how many monsters we see, the scariest part about ourselves is humanity, right? Right. As it would be. Yeah. In that situation, that's exactly how humanity would act. Mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah. All right, cool. So, uh, yeah. All right, talk to me about your favorite scene, you guys. Andrew, I'll start with you. My favorite scene and my favorite death are both the same. It's okay. when Mrs. Carmody mm-hmm. incites that mob and the guy stabs the guy that was in the army. He was in the army? Like, yeah. He's back. Yeah. Yep. Stabs him in the stomach. And then they, like, throw him out the window. Officer Jessup. Yeah, they throw him outside. Yeah. What I found... This is a little they stab him, like, three times and then they, throw him outside. They stab him three yeah. times, throw him out the window, and then he walks towards the beast. How he's even walking at that point after right. being stabbed with a giant French knife, chef's knife, whatever it was, and he's still alive, that scene just... That's the best scene because it just shows how fucked up... It's where it gets, like, that cult mentality to it which is what i like in movies yeah like they finally just were like yeah she's right let's we'll do whatever it takes to get out of the situation yeah so you stab somebody who did nothing and you <laughs> throw them out a window that's a fucked up part of them that that's where this movie gets like real fucked sure does what about you so my favorite scene actually was the garage scene with chris owen the shermanator yes yep so, um, I, cause that's like the first time, like, cause that main guy, I forget his name. Um, Thomas Jane, he like went out and like saw the thing, like the garage, like kind of vibrating and making noise and stuff. And like, no one believed him. And then all, it took him like to die pretty much. And like, he was all, you know, th- th- that was the first death you really saw in the movie. Yeah. That you actually saw him getting pulled happen. away by the tentacles. Yep, right, absolutely. Exactly. So sure. that was that was probably my favorite scene because that kind of set you up for the rest of the movie. Yeah, fair enough. But uh, I was a huge fan of the uh, spider scene in the pharmacy, uh, especially with the soldier, the uh, soldier falling off the wall and all the spiders bursting out of his back, which was disgusting, wicked gross. But I feel like now is as good of a time as any to talk about that ending, though. You want to talk about that ending? We're going to talk about the ending? Mm-hmm. Right that now? Ending? Yeah. We're no, the mo- not yet. We have the other category. Hey, we're an hour oh. into this, I mean, and we're we talking about the uh, endings. Yeah. The ending right, is right, what right, makes ahead. this movie. It's oh. probably one of the best endings of any movie I've ever seen. So I think one of the things that you and I have connected about about this movie, Andrew, is the ending. Right. Yeah, so it's so dark, it's so twisted, it's so fucked up, and it happens, and then all of a sudden you are absolutely, you have your heart shredded the immediate second after. Yeah. You want to talk about happened. a heart-wrenching ending, cat, Or a heart-wrenching movie? I'm so upset that we're not going to talk about all the other categories. The ending of this movie is heart-wrenching. It's up there well, with... We're going to talk about the other categories, It's up there but, with... So this is a horror movie where the ending is up there with the boy in the striped pajamas. When the fucking little Jewish boy and the little boy from that's a Nazi are hanging out in the and they fucking end up in the gas chamber together and it's so sad the ending in this movie is up there with that and it shouldn't even be on the same level yet it is that makes this that's what 
takes the nitpicks that I have for this movie, mm-hmm. the one Away. nitpick, and removes it. Because okay. Fair the enough. ending of this movie is so good. It's better than, I don't know. I can't think of an ending of a movie. Can I ask Aww. you a question? In, uh, in no, all reality, better, seven. Better, when better. when did you want to talk about the ending of this movie? Uh, towards the end of the podcast. That's the one thing that I want to wait to talk about. All right. So Andrew said his piece. We can let it go okay. a little bit. Yeah, because okay. I like to. I'd like to talk about my my scenario at the end. All right. Of the so movie let's talk about the cast. The let's talk about the cast in this movie. Uh, cast replacements. Cast alternatives. Cast slash info. I have some stuff here, but did anybody have a beef with anybody in the cast? Yeah, I actually thought this was one of the uh, strong points of the movie was the cast. Kat, you go ahead. I liked the cast for the most part. I didn't like, which I guess, obviously it means you're going to say the same thing I'm going to say. What's her face? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Laurie Holden. Yes, but also um, Andrea from The Walking Dead. That's Laurie Holden. Yes. Wait, that's not who you just said. Is that who you just said? Laurie Holden. No, 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 but the other woman who's the annoying person. Marcia Gay Harden. Marcia Gay Harden. Yeah, yeah, she's, but she's really good at being bad, but I, she's still, like, so annoying. I wish I could just replace her with someone that would be, like, a little bit ne- less annoying, but I guess she's doing her job, if that's what she's doing. I have a little bit more to say about her at the end of the show, I think. But, Andrew from The Walking Dead, I would honestly replace with anyone, because I think she's just so annoying. Yeah. And maybe that's just because I've watched The Walking Dead, that she just is such an annoying character on that show that I can't yeah. get beyond it. But I, I know it's not her fault as an actress. No, but it's not. She is she's so easily annoying. like this entire movie. I was wishing that she would die. Watching it a second time, Absolutely. like knowing that she didn't die. Right. Arguably at the end, but she's just such a terrible character in The Walking Dead. Like I know. drove me crazy. So I, I would replace I could her not. with any anyone really, yeah. like any anyone. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Andrew. Men, what about you? Whatever. Like, doesn't matter. Um, I think, in thinking about it, my favorite part of this movie is the cast. Yeah. For one main reason, not because they were better than any other actors. It was a great. It was a great B-list character, like actor actress picking, because in doing so, they didn't take away from the general idea of the story. The story was literally what made this movie what it was. The story and the dialogue and the, the – they, they did a good job of not picking – basically what I'm trying to say because I'm rambling is every it, actor I, I, I think or actress in this movie would, was irrelevant. It would have felt wrong if matter. Brad Pitt was yeah, in this movie, It doesn't right? matter who was in this movie. You, want, you didn't want anybody good. They shouldn't spend any money on the – on the actors and the actresses because then you're going to get caught up in who's playing who when in reality none of their roles were important. It was how it was portrayed. It generally, like you said, it, if Brad Pitt was in this movie, it probably wouldn't it have been as good. Really, mm-hmm. I, it I would have just been a Brad Pitt movie. You don't right. need Brad Pitt. You need some irrelevant Thomas Jane to play this guy. I and would say... I'm saying he's irrelevant, but he's kind of irrelevant. When I watch this movie, it made me think of, like, Storm of the Century or, like, any other sort mm. of, like, Stephen King movies. Like, they, it was just very similar. She mentioned similar. Storm of the Century by name last night we were and watching And I was it. like, yeah. I feel like this is the same thing where everyone's stuck somewhere and, like, you're trying to figure out what's going on and everyone has their own shady business going on. Like, that's exactly the same thing. Everyone's and I was got their like, own demons. Oh, it's a little... Yes, exactly. And it's different in that scenario than this scenario, but it's kind of similar in the same way that you're kind of being like, oh, and then you see like Castle, like Kit said, Castle Rock News on the newspaper and stuff, so you, and it was in Derry, Maine. Like, I mean, it's all like 
relative to all the other Stephen King kind of movies that are out there. So it made a lot of sense to me. I was like, automatic Easter eggs, like one, two, three, four, like the first like, you know, half hour. Like you saw a ton of different things. There's like references to more stuff. It was cool though. I liked it. I agree that Laurie Holden, God bless her, it's not her fault, but she played uh, Andrea in The Walking Dead and she was terrible in that role. So any nitpicks, you guys? Andrew, I'll start with you. I have one nitpick, and it makes sense even more now that Kat mentioned it, is that it's a great movie, great acting, great ending, but it felt like a made-for-TV movie, Hmm. which I don't understand how that's possible, and maybe that's what made it so good, and maybe that's why I actually like it more than I think I should, Yeah, is because it is like Storm of the Century. It, It felt like... When Another. you rewatch this, it's like a low budget. When you, when you re- yeah, when you rewatch yeah. this movie, you go, "Was this on TBS? Like the first time it ever came out? No, this was in theaters, and that surprises me because it doesn't feel like that type of movie, which makes it even more surprising that that movie had so much. The movie's fucking awesome. That's the thing. So I don't even know if that's a nitpick. Well, the monsters are great. I feel yeah. like the monsters have a, a like absolutely feel like a big budget movie thing separate of what you're saying i think it's the fact that it's all b-list actors yeah but they're all great character actors and they just never get that big role they all did they all did very well they all did very well they all were well and they didn't take away from the movie right yeah i agree no i thought yeah but i feel like that gives it a b-list vibe to me like a made for tv movie Okay. Yeah, I but it isn't. That's and fair. So Stephen King's it. it but made, I think that's what makes it. TV, I think TV that's what makes series. it better. Right? Right? Not, no, we're not talking yeah. about that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. No, we're not talking about Just that. Just saying. Um, one of my nitpicks. Yeah. Well, what were your nitpicks? Uh, I have one. Mm-hmm. And okay, when they see bugs outside, they shine a light up to the window. Yeah, that was so stupid. Which is. The stupidest move ever, because yeah, but if that's anyone what those knows that, are supposed to do. No, but if anyone knows that light attracts mosquitoes or bugs or whatever, I which mean, they realize. Have you ever yeah. seen no, Jurassic no, Park? No, I mean, have you ever been outside in the summertime? Like, obviously, there's bugs by lights. Like, I mean, anyone knows that. Like, that's. Yeah, but the bugs Just wouldn't have attacked sense. the windows if they didn't do that. If they didn't have, like, lanterns so in every single little bit of yeah. the windows, then they wouldn't have gone to the windows because there wouldn't have been light. Like, that was just so dumb. And I was like, that's like camping or, like, you know, outside porch hanging out 101 is don't have a ton of light out there because it's just going to be all bugs near you. I that's mean, that fair. was just so stupid. That's fair. Sorry. That's fair. That's fair. No, you're okay. I'm sorry. No, you're right. No need. No need to apologize. I was angered by that. If you didn't yeah, pick that up, I was Why very are you so angry. Because it's just it's a, like a life skill. Like speaking of being angered. All right. <laughs> what is your best death in this movie, Andrew? I'll start with you. It was the same with my best scene. Okay. Like when they stabbed that guy in the stomach three times and then fed him to the. So good. Okay. Other than the one where he shoots his kid at the end. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. Um, that's Catherine, my. You ready to talk about uh, your uh, best? I wouldn't death? say most. I wouldn't say best death, but most memorable death is easily the last scene in the car and thinking that he shoots his own kid and then like minutes later the, everything clears and it's all over. Um, easily. Like, that, that, the, is, that, that is by the far most, right, the most so memorable. Death I, I of think. The entire I think we movie. can all say 
right, that the most memorable scene of this movie is that part. Uh, yeah, absolutely, because you don't right? even see it coming, and then all of a sudden you're like, oh my god, he just did that, and oh my god, and now it's over. Mm-hmm. And he just and how shot would even know his that? entire family. That just goes I mean, to show what fear does to you. Right. You get so afraid that you're so worried that you're going to let your family down, your family's going to die some miserable death, absolutely. that you shoot them in the head. This movie, again, it's, speaks to just fear. It's terrifying. But I would say best death for me. I mean, if you take the ending out of the equation, it's, for me, it's our boy Chris Owen, the Shermanator. Mm-hmm. Uh, Norm, the bag boy, who gets dragged away by the uh, tentacles. I right? agree. Have I mean, that was awesome. Uh, that was my best scene because it's the first real, like, death that you see on screen in the movie. And you actually see, like, what and is happening. What happens. yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, I'd say that. But, uh, all right, let's talk haunted attractions. I think this would be a very difficult movie to uh, adapt into a haunted attraction See, just because of the big monsters. I thought, so what was, oh, we saw the thing at Halloween Horror Nights, right? Correct. Okay, so we didn't see The Mist. I for, thought for some reason, I was like, do we see this as a haunted attraction? You, but, do you know the one way you could make this into a haunted attraction? How? Is if you just had a big room with a fogger. That's a grocery store? Just a fogger. Just a fogger, so you can't see anything, and people are just throwing dill pickle slices at your face. Oh my God. <laughs> so you're just feeling pickles hitting your face, oh and you're like, God. "Oh my God, there's tentacles hitting me!" <laughs> but it's not; it's just a dill pickle. And then maybe you catch one. You in your have mouth to and you sign to a waiver to do that. Dude, I knew the answer like... to this question already before I even asked it, so I shouldn't have. But uh, oh all right, God. fair enough. I mean, I so think guys, it's explained how it's a good haunted attraction. I mean, we're uh, we're uh, in our last yeah. category here. So, uh, MVP of the movie, Catherine. I'll start with you. Um, I'm going to say the main guy. I forget his name. Thomas Jane. Thomas, Thomas Jane. 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 For killing. J- yeah, we've already discussed how he has I'm a man sorry. name Never and mind. a female name. David um, Drayton <laughs> is his name. Yes. Um. So I think you know he's such a like strong character. He's like the sensitive dad. But at the same time, he also kills his son. I mean, yeah. but in the same time, yeah, he he's does. trying to do the greater good. Like, I mean, he struggles with himself. Like, he battles himself the entire time. But, like, you just solely focus on him. But he does kill Every his son. Of the movie. He does, which makes him more of a, less of a hero and more of a coward. I wouldn't say MVP. Well, I'm not saying MVP is in the status of, like, VIP. But I'm saying that he... Has like what? As in the status of VIP? As in the status of VIP? What are you even talking about? He's not like winning here. He's losing. No, yeah, he's a loser. He's right. a coward, and he's not the MVP. I think so he is. How is he the MVP okay. of the movie? Okay, <laughs> as, as an MVP, how he isn't. He is the strongest character. Okay, sure. Of, yes, I would agree with that. Until, until, no, until no, the entire time. he kills his son. Well, Which I is mean, a cowardly move. He could have just tried to protect And three son. other people, by the way. Yes. Yeah, he just killing everybody. Yep, well, killing then, everybody. I, anyway, Maybe you so, should have just killed yourself. Um, But I think he also, like, shows his humility after. He's, like, showing all this, like, I mean. Because he's crying. He's crying and about to die. I mean, like, yeah. <laughs> Your <laughs> answer is Yeah, no shit. <laughs> <laughs> After he killed his family, no, I mean, he cries. He's, he's what a hero! Very, <gasps> he's very animated in everything he does. 
Okay. He's like a like big... she said, he's not the MVP. Wait, he's well, the VIP. Hold on, okay. the VIP. Let's, let's let's backtrack here. Let me rephrase this. Who would get the uh, bottle service this. in Las Vegas once they're uh, Thomas he's an MVP Jane. because he's one extreme and then the other. He leaves his kid with some stranger, Correct. and then he guards his kid with. That's anger. a thing that he does. Yep. And then yeah. like, and he then he kills his kid. Stays inside and says to stay inside, and then he goes mm-hmm. outside and he says, "I'm going to mm-hmm. save the world." And then he, you know, like he's uh-huh. he's doing polar opposite stuff around him. But I mean, in the same sense, he's like all about the greater good. Yes. Okay. So he's. I my suppose MVP. that's fair. Okay. Okay. Let's let's just end it. Then just keep moving. Oh, Andrew, <laughs> what about you? I words couldn't express anything right now. I don't even know what we're talking about anymore. Who's your MVP? Your description of the MVP threw me <laughs> so far off on anything relevant to this movie. So my MVP is going to be Thomas Jane mm-hmm. because he killed his own child. I have a different one. Yeah. Well, that's my reason. Because he was killing children. He was he was <laughs> looking. He was just so concerned about his child that he said, "You know what would be better is if I shot Killed him in the if head." If I shot him in the head, well, because yeah. you have no chance of living right now. So instead of um, instead he was of suffering in all fairness. Death. In all fairness, though, he was going to kill himself. No, he didn't know because there wasn't enough bullets. There was only four yes, bullets, that's and right. they said he, he said I'll figure it out. So he was just he did say I'll figure it out. That's what he makes did. him a coward, though, because he, he would have just, just he, killed himself first. He thought he was just going to go outside, and they were just going to kill him because he went outside and he just screamed, and he was like, ah! and he he thought someone was going to come for him, and then no one came. The mist cleared. The army came, and he's like, oh my god, I just killed everyone. I, I feel he's a coward. That's I feel like yeah. he really didn't. Give it enough time. You just got out of that place. You've been driving for, what, an hour? And then you go, oh, i got to feed them. Well, they tonight. ran out of gas. That was they the problem. Yeah, they gas. ran out of gas, and he goes, you, you're going to want, like, two hot dogs tonight. We only got one. So you know what's easier? Why don't I just kill we you? shoot you in the head. We shoot yeah. you in the head, and then I'll figure it out. Oh, oh look, I'm alive, and I made it to the mm. end, and now I'm going to cry like a bitch. Thomas Jane is not the MVP. Thomas Jane is the LVP. The loser. Any final thoughts on the mist, you guys, before we uh, wrap this up? If you haven't seen it, you're missing out. They got so, movies like this on TBS all the time. This no, is this the time phenomenal. that I would like to talk about the ending. Because the end of the podcast. The no, I didn't talk about my part of the ending. Go ahead. I thought. So I watched it for the... I, I think it was the first time. I don't think I ever remember that movie. I think I would have remembered it if I... You would have remembered the ending. And yeah. I don't think I've ever yeah. seen it. So we watched it last night, and I was blown away by the ending. Blown away. Because yeah. I didn't see it coming a mile away. Like, I I thought it so many other times. Like, at one point I was like, oh, the guy that he first initially meets in the parking lot that brings him into the supermarket, I was like... He's going to be, like, kidnapped or something. And it was his neighbor, like, his Mercedes fell on a tree or whatever. Like, the tree fell on a Mercedes. Like, he gave him a road, like, sorry, gave him a ride to town and was like, hey, yeah, can you watch my son for, like, they don't really give any background of, like, how close these people are. Like, I mean, you don't really know who anyone is, so you're kind of like, so this guy's just going to trust his son with this guy whose, like, tree fell on his car, like... 
what is the background? I mean, for me, I was just like, I don't know if I would do that. But, I mean, in the same sense, maybe they know each other very well and they never really said any backstory. But If I were a betting man, I bet that you wouldn't do that. Yes. I just thought, like, from the beginning, I was like, oh, he's going to get, like, taken or something. Like, and then he's going to find, like, he's going to try and look for his son in the mist. Like, I thought that was going to be the whole premise of the whole thing. But then that didn't happen and then everything else happened and I was like, oh. Okay. Okay. But at the very end, he's this whole dad figure the entire time, and then he fucking shoots his son. son. Yeah. And you're like, oh Holy my shit. god. Yeah. He just shot his son. And then he's hoping that he can step outside of the car and that someone will grab him, and it doesn't happen. It's, like, it's insane. that I mean, that's... The ending was, like... It's 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 insane. I agree with Andrew. Like it's one of the craziest endings that I've ever the the craziest twist to an ending I've ever seen. And it wasn't even probably, in the book. I know. Probably since know. Saw. Like when I first saw Saw. Saw Saw. Saw <laughs> Saw. It's probably one of the 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 biggest things that we haven't even talked about yet is that the ending of the Stephen King story is so much different than the ending of the Mist movie because Frank Darabont wanted it to be different. And uh, the ending of the Stephen King story was very open-ended. It was pretty much just like them driving off into uncertainty, right? But here we are, and all of a sudden... Who's going to watch a movie, and at the end you get that? Yeah. Sorry. No, you want something concrete. And it was concrete. I'm with you, my friend. I'm with you, my friend. So that's my final thought. Okay. We We agree, Cheetah. Wicked. All right, folks, well, I think that's going to do it for another episode of America's Hometown Horror. Thanks again for tuning in to another episode. We certainly appreciate you guys listening. And if you want to follow us on social media, here's where you can find us on the following platforms, including YouTube and Facebook. Just go on, search for America's Hometown Horror. You'll find us. You can also find us on Twitter, at Hometown Horror, and Instagram, at Hometown Horror Pod. And you can also shoot us an email at hometownhorrorpodcast at gmail.com. You can also find our show pretty much wherever you get your podcasts, but especially Apple, Google, Spotify, Amazon, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Spreaker, and wherever else you may get your podcasts. My name is Mike, and as always, I have been joined by my esteemed co-hosts, Kat and Andrew. Say goodbye to your listeners, folks. I am steaming up, baby. (laughs) Bye. Adios, muchachos. Woo! Bye. Hey everyone, it's Mike from America's Hometown Horror, and just wanted to say thank you again for listening to another episode of our show, because of course, we would be nothing without you listeners. If you are interested in more local Plymouth podcasts, I would highly recommend you check out uh, some shows by our cohorts on the Inebriart Podcast Network. That's right, the Inebriart Podcast Network, folks. In addition to America's Hometown Horror, you can find the Inebriart Podcast, Bar Talk, Theme Park Legends, Retro Redoctopus and Old Colony Cast, head on over and give them a listen.